Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will hey there, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. Hey, man, we were just starting to have a great conversation, I felt like, about trusting in the Lord on our last podcast. <laughs> you told me I had to wait. Yeah, sorry about that. So... We're going to do it today. Let's talk about it today. All right. Let's talk about it today. I am reading Psalm 4. This time, I'm reading from the New International Version. Hey. Answer me when I call to you, O my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Be merciful to me and hear my prayer. How long, O men, will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. In your anger, do not sin. When you are on your bed, search your hearts and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and trust in the Lord. Many are asking, who can show us any good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. You have filled my heart with greater joy than when their grain and new wine abound. I will lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So something I really appreciated, um, I don't know, an episode or two ago, you were talking about picture this psalmist and the different people he's speaking to. Mm -hmm. Part of the psalm clearly is addressed to God, uh, but then he also is addressed to enemies, uh, the sons of men, and then supporters, people that are with him with words of encouragement. Um, And I, I guess that's some of the question to kind of figure out here as you're reading particularly verses four and five which bridge uh, a couple of those audiences is is he still talking and giving kind of some warning and instruction to the wicked to kind of help them come to God is he now going ahead and, and changing direction to his supporters to to lift them up and stay with God um, but certainly the message is you need to trust God and put your trust in God um, particularly in verse five. And I'll just say this too before we jump in. This is this is a good idea. I, I like uh, taking the time to read the psalm and all the different translations because I am catching uh, a couple little differences of a turn of phrase, maybe a little different emphasis as translators made a, made a choice. Yeah, there are a couple. Of, well, well, actually, uh, in what we're talking about today, I've noticed a significant difference, especially with punctuation mm-hmm. between some of the translations. So right after the part about put your trust in the Lord in verse 6, the ESV, there are many who say, and then it has a quotation. Well, what is it that many are saying? In the ESV, many are saying, who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. Mm-hmm. That's what the many are mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. And I think I think I saw here in the NIV, I think I remember in your New King James and in the New American Standard yesterday, what are the many saying? The many are saying, who will show us some good? Yeah, yeah. And then that next statement is pulled outside of the quotes, and it is David now in response to the many are saying this, Lord, light up your face upon us. Yeah. And so he's gone back to that prayer, but it's actually in response to my supporters are asking, when, when is any good happening? And, and that's interesting because as we talked about how long yesterday, the how long question was directed at the enemies. Yeah. And now he, he doesn't say how long, but it is kind of a response of, Lord, it's time. It's time, please. I've got many around me saying how long until the good. Yeah. Now it's time. Please, well, please do it now. One of the differences I heard uh, was about uh, the, addressing the, the wicked or the enemies. Uh, the sons of men in verse 2 
uh, I think in the NIV said those who are seeking false gods. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I caught that. You know, too. and there were some of the others are talking about falsehoods. Um, and, uh, you know, boy, what a, what a degree of falsehood that would be. Uh, and, and might even push a reading towards these enemies could be broader than uh, those running with Absalom. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Philistines, other enemies that David had in his life. This NIV actually had a footnote there saying that or seek lies, which I think uh, is, is what we find in here. Yeah, but, several but of the others. What read. we find here is now we've got an interpretive choice mm-hmm. that the NIV translators are saying, look, when he says they're seeking lies, he's this is what seeking lies meant at that time. Mm-hmm, it meant mm-hmm. going after false gods. Yeah. I, I think that's an interesting interesting deal. Obviously, none of this is us saying that any one of these translations always has it right. No. Uh, I, th- I think reaching out and seeing what other translators have said, even with translations that aren't my favorite. Yeah. I mean, we're probably not going to read from the New World Translation on here, <laughs> I don't think. But uh, No, but, we're not going to do that. <laughs> but, but some of these, even ones that we don't think, there's some really cool things and it, and it gets us in the, in the train of, oh, now I've got some questions. I, it pushes me back to study this even more. So, yeah, so verse 5. Trust in the Lord. Put your trust in the Lord. Put your trust in the Lord. Well, let me tie this into the question you were asking, though, about this. Um, the, the translations deal with this a little bit different. Even the way this is centered on the page in my English Standard Version, 4 and 5 are separated off as if they're a different section. Yeah, same with and so, King James. So you've got 2 and 3 that look like I'm talking to the men who are enemies. 4 and 5 are kind of by themselves. And then you get to 6, which is now I'm talking on behalf of my supporters, talking to my supporters, mm-hmm. talking about my supporters. And you've got this... This four and five that's in the middle, which which way is it going? Is yeah. it continuing the discussion to the enemies? So is he telling the enemies, look, all right, be angry, but don't sin. Mm-hmm. Be agitated, tremble, but don't sin. What you need to do is spend some time meditating at night in your beds and, and keep silent. Because what you need to do is offer right sacrifices and trust in the Lord. You know, when the Apostle Paul quotes this uh, in Ephesians, um, chapter 5 and he talks about uh, anger and sin not do not let the sun no it's not 5 it's 4 I'm sorry it's like 428 429 Um, no it's not it's like 426 it doesn't matter just go go well there you wanted your outtake there you go it's it's in Ephesians 4 so in Ephesians chapter 4 be angry and sin not do not let the sun go down on your wrath um that's so interesting, the the contrast there. Of course, the Apostle Paul is making a point, uh, I believe, trying to teach us to uh, to not uh, carry grudges, not allow things to fester and, and all such as this. But here it talks about thinking about things on your bed in the psalm. In psalm 4, be angry, do not sin, meditate. Throughout the night. Yeah, throughout the night. Well, you know that deal about don't let the sun go down on your anger, which, by the way, I, I looked it up. Ephesians 4.26. Oh, okay. You were close. You I were got close. there finally. Yeah, you did. Um, that That is not a literal statement. Paul, Paul does not mean that literally as if as if somehow you could stop the sun from going down when you are angry. <laughs> yeah. So, so if sundown is tonight at, at 8.15 and at 8.12 something happens that has made you angry, you can't stop the sun. Yeah. And... Think, think about this. If we're supposed to be making this literal, oh, no, you've got to get rid of your anger before sundown. 
Okay, so does that mean that if I actually got angry this morning at 6.35, I'm allowed to hang on to it for 14 hours? But if I get mad tonight at 8.12, I only have three minutes, I better deal with it? No. Uh, Paul's point is deal with your anger quickly. Don't let it fester. Don't. And, and he explains what he means by that. Don't give the devil opportunity, which actually does tie back to Psalm 4. Well, that's what I was going to say is that, I, and I don't see a difference in in meaning here at all, or, or uh, teaching, I should say, when it talks about meditating within your heart on your bed and be still, it's not talking about acting out in anger or rehearsing in your mind uh, wickedness and sins. When we are taught to meditate, particularly in the Psalms, we're supposed to be filling our mind and heart with God's Word. I mean, that goes back to Psalm 1 and the way of God. And so in, in focusing upon God, and that truth and instruction, uh, there's right ways and wrong ways to deal with anger. I think one of the things that I've had to realize about this psalm, and this is, this was a part that's kind of hard to grasp. David is the Lord's anointed. Sure. But let's face it, David messed up big. Yes. I mean, particularly if we're tying this in with, with uh, the Absalom is, if episode. If this is tied yeah. to the Absalom episode, David messed up big. That's not the only time David messed up no. big. All right. So it may well be, it, as, as far as men are concerned, it may well be that, you know what, God's done with David. He sinned. He might get God's judgment. And people are angry at David. Think of Ahithophel. Yeah. I think Ahithophel in that Absalom rebellion had a right to be angry at David. Mm-hmm. It was his grand, uh, yeah. granddaughter, right? Granddaughter, yeah. yeah. Granddaughter. And so, okay, but, but what's the issue here? If he's still talking to the enemies, when I recognize that they might actually have every right to be angry at David— the response is, though, look, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. That's it. Do not sit here in your anger and then sin. Because, see, Ahithophel sat in his anger and he sinned. Mm-hmm. He sinned. Yeah. Absalom sat in his anger and he sinned. I think Absalom had a re- right to be angry at David. That whole yeah. Amnon Tamar thing that yeah. David did not handle correctly. He did not. Absalom had every right to be angry at David about that. But... Uh, But look, David is the Lord's anointed. Yeah. And so if we're talking to the enemies, trust in the Lord. That's actually what David did when Saul was on the way out. Mm -hmm. David knew that he was supposed to be the next king. He knew that God was done with Saul. And yet even in those moments, he did not lift his hand against the anointed. Why? Because I'm going to trust the Lord. If the Lord wants to remove Saul, the Lord will remove Saul, and he will do it in his timetable. If the Lord wants to put me as king, he will put me as king, and he will do it in his timetable. I will trust the Lord. And so he's basically, if if this is directed to the enemies, he's directing his enemies to, you guys need to act the way I acted when Saul was on the way out. But then again, it may be that God doesn't want David out, and you got to trust the Lord for that too. Or in that also. You've got to trust the Lord in that also. It may not be your outcome. That's exactly right. You are trusting the Lord. Uh, Verse 5, offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. That's what David did when you didn't when he did when he did not raise his hand against the Lord's anointed Saul. He was trusting in the Lord, and enemies need to do that. But the righteous people need to do that. You know, when we bring up and say, "Well, hey, you know what? Maybe some of these enemies had a right, had a reason to be angry." You know, there's justifiable anger, and there is. You know, there's there's such a thing as righteous indignation. And sometimes we really are wrong, and we're angry about that. But we are never given a license to be judge, jury, and executioner. 
We're supposed to go take vengeance into our own hands, such as this. We're always taught to trust the Lord. That's part of anger and, and sin not. But if he is now actually turning to his supporters, which is also a possibility, it may be that he has spoken to the enemies and let them know, guys, God hears me when I call, and now he's turning to his supporters. And so maybe the shift is already taken. What do his support? The the supporters might be getting angry. They might be getting agitated. They might be trembling. And David is telling them, because look, okay, God hasn't done anything about this yet. God hasn't taken out our enemies yet. God hasn't brought deliverance yet. Here's what you need to do. Trust the Lord. Spend time meditating in your bed, pondering God and his will and his wondrous works. Don't get into sin. Just because those guys are sinning doesn't give me the right to sin. That's it. No matter how angry I am at them. And that trust in the Lord is expressed in prayer and confessed in prayer. And worship. Mm -hmm. Offer right sacrifices in that context was the idea of worshiping. Yeah. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to trust the Lord. So it may be that the reason we struggle to figure out which, which of the groups is he talking to is because maybe the Lord wanted it to be left vague. So that whichever group I'm in, I realize, what's the right answer here? Mm. The right answer is, I need to worship and trust the Lord. I need to meditate on my bed, on the Lord, on his works, on his wonderfulness. You know what? I'm mad at David. David did wrong. I think God's probably removing David. But that's God's job. It's not my job. I'm going to sit here and trust the Lord. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I'm on David's side, and I don't understand why God's not doing something about these people who are against him. What's my job right now? Mm Mm-hmm. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. The Lord is going to do the right thing, and he's going to do it in the right time. I can see how reading this today is just so helpful. Um, I have no doubt there's plenty of people listening to the podcast, and there's things that are just uh, going awry, you know, and we're angry about this or that. And what a call to not sin, but to trust in the Lord. Um, Let us know what you're reading, what you're learning in the Psalms. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Really excited about uh, tomorrow's broadcast. We're going to be talking about the joy uh, and the blessing of joy that the Lord gives us. So we hope that you'll join us for that. But in the meantime, won't you pray with me? Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Lord, we know that uh, any set of circumstances and, and, and people and issues might arrive in our life today that uh, frustrate us, that anger us. Father, I pray that you might help us to anger and sin not. Father, I pray that you might help us to, even as we determine, and and you know, Father, that that this is what we want to do. Help us, Father, to do it, to trust you, to be patient, to rely on you, because we know, Father, that you answer right, you answer justly, you answer in your time. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Wait.